Really Riley? Really Riley? Really Riley? Really Riley? Really Riley? Really Riley? Are you ready? This is the Really Riley Podcast. Hello, beloveds. Happy Friday. I'm so glad it's Friday because I don't know what it is about short weeks, but they always just end up being the longest weeks ever. But I'm super excited. I'm super excited to have you guys back. I know you guys were kind of bummed that I didn't have a podcast on Monday. A couple of you guys messaged me, which I'm not happy that you were without, but I'm happy that you missed me because that means I'm doing something right. Um, so welcome back. Thanks for coming back. Love you. Um, this weekend is a very big weekend for me because I am doing another pop-up. I am taking it back to where it all started with my little company, House of W, my crystal intention candles that is now morphed into a little bit of clothing, a little bit of housewares, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And I'm excited to go back to where it all started. Um, I've been like the pop-up queen lately. Uh, and the weird thing about like the pop-up life as a business, I really love it because especially with my crystal intention candles, it's kind of like you don't know what you're getting until you see them, you smell them, you look at them. And I love the, the reaction to people because I just did a pop-up last weekend and people were like, oh my God, they're stunning. Like people think when it comes to crystal intention candles that it's just like, you know, people plop some you know, some stones into the candle and it looks like doo-doo, which, you know, a lot of companies do that and then charge you 80 bucks a candle for it. I don't do that. I hand place every single one of those suckers with a toothpick and a heat gun. And I'm meticulous about the scents and the vessels and making it just what you want. So I'm very excited to go back to the OG pop-up with my candles this weekend. Um, I have a tad bit of a rant before I get into Scandival part two two for the scandal ball reunion because we watched that on Wednesday and uh, yeah, I'll get there in a second. Um, remember a couple of podcasts ago, I talked about like shopping etiquette where if I'm looking at something, don't be all up on it. Don't be examining it while it's still in my hands or like waiting with bated breath, right where I can smell your Tic Tac uh, waiting for me to put it down. Okay. So I feel like there's manners in everything. And this becomes a very sticky subject when it comes to Manners for children that are not yours. Mm -mm -mm. So I happen to be very, very strict with myself about this. If I didn't give birth to you, it ain't my business to tell anybody what to do with that kid. You know, asking my opinion is one thing, but I never offer that opinion up. But what do you do when you're at a pop-up and you have crystal intention candles with out? And those candles, like I said, they're set into the wax, the stones on the top. That's how they stay there. You know, so they're not welded in. I don't understand, and this goes for adults too, people that it's like, you. I, I say, like, I want you to be able to pick them up and smell them and look at them, but like, look but don't touch. Because this last pop-up that I was at, it was, you know, amazing. This beautiful, beautiful event. It, it was called the Spring Social, and it was so pretty. They had so many things going on. They had B12 shots. They had a little booze cart. They had... Um, little mini flower bouquets. They were had people doing Reiki. They had the most beautiful charcuterie board. They had desserts. It was awesome. It looked like a mini wedding. I was so excited to be there. And it was really cool because it was a market that I hadn't done yet. And people that I was meeting that didn't know my podcast or didn't know that I was on the radio for 20 years. I loved that because it was like, okay, let's see if this is just people really loving it because they love it. And they did. But a couple people, I think as the booze came in, started like picking them up and like, I don't know. I don't know. If I walked up and there was a really pretty little gift basket and there was like this beautiful iridescent wine glass just nestled so nicely in this basket, I wouldn't go 
as I'm eating a cookie with chocolate on my fingers and pick up the glass. And people did this shit like it was nothing. Like, man, like uh, I'm not Chanel or anything. I'm not like some high-end store, but would you go into a store with like nicely put crystal and do that? I hope not. And I don't say anything because obviously you don't want to be off-putting to people. I really love being very welcoming at my booth. I had one lady that she was so awesome. I don't know how we got on the subject of like, she was a teacher. And I think I had said to her, like I had one or two teachers throughout my school years that like really shaped who I was as a person. And if not for my assistant principal in my high school, I really probably would not have graduated. Like him and my mom were literally crying at graduation and the commencement. Like we did it. She graduated. And this lady, like she was a teacher and she's like, I, she came back twice to buy candles. She's like, I just really like your story. And she's like, it's, you seem like a person that I could have taught. And I love that, you know, you could admit that you were a hooligan, which I was, and you came out on the other side. And I I love that. Like, I, I love the connection. And like I said, that was the biggest thing that I was devastated about losing my radio job is the connection there. So it's great to have it back and in a new capacity. So that was cool. <laughs> but I'll go back to the rant. Um, I expect adults to kind of know better when you get a little drunky monkey. Okay, whatever. But when it comes to the kids, so there's this one lady that she came around and she was really wanting a candle and her little girl liked all the expensive ones. And I saw this TikTok and I see these memes everywhere. Like, don't reduce your price because, you know, you think that it's homemade. It's really not. Like, you're going to get a better candle out of me than you are out of Yankee Candle because they're all natural. I talk for a living, I swear. They're all natural coconut apricot soy. It's all natural essential oils. Like my whole house has allergies, you know, so I don't put crap in my candles. They're woodwick candles. The vessels are, you know, hefty vessels. You're getting a lot of good candle in there. So I'm not going to reduce the price of mine because you say you could go get it at Yankee. Well, go get it at Yankee Candle. You're going to pay $40 for one that's the same amount with nothing special to it and nasties in it, as I call it, paraffins and all that. Oh, I'm going on a couple of rants right now. My goodness. Um, but you know, she was not really wanting like the more expensive one and you could see her daughter really wanted it. And she's like, okay, well how about this one, baby? Da, 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 da. And she's like letting her smell all of them. And the little girl is literally taking the one candle that she was wanting and kind of like fingering it, like in a way of like, her mom was like, smell that. So instead of picking the candle up and bringing it to her nose, she takes her finger which I don't know where that finger's been. Kids are kids. I have a kid too. You know, I get it. I think she might've been like 10, nine or 10. So like a year or two years older than my oldest son, Lyric, who's going to be eight. And she takes her finger and wipes it across the top of the candle and then smells it. I'm like, what in the actual fuck? Like, because I take pride in my candle tops being very smooth. As a matter of fact, I spent hours, months. I've only had the business for like a year, but a very long time perfecting that so that the tops look amazing. And it's not the end of the world, but if you screw up a candle at the event, it's not like I can't take it home and fix it. But that means for that event that I drew two hours out to be there and I put up a tent and I had my very good friend, Sharman, who you guys have heard about in this podcast, come out there and help me. I can't sell that for that day if you mess it up. So her mom bought a couple of the smaller candles and I'm so gracious for every single sale. So I was like, okay, great. You know, like it kind of makes up for your kid, your, your kid, like almost messing up a candle. But then later, or no, a few minutes later, she's like they were deciding if they wanted another one. And she was picking, the daughter was picking up this candle that they did end up buying. 
She literally has it on her nose. Like there, if she had a cold, there would have been boogers all over this candle, like smelling all of it. It was almost as if she was marking her territory because her mom was deciding which one she wanted. And I'm sitting here in my head going, oh no, you just bought that one. So she buys the two candles, but then she's like, oh, I have to go get my phone because she was going to give me Venmo or whatever. And her daughter's just sitting here, just touching all of the candles. And I'm like, I am not your mother, but I worked really hard on these. And if you're touching every single one and they've got fingerprints in it, I'm not going to be able to sell them today. So I will have like lost money and then come out here for nothing, you know? So I don't parent other people's kids, but it's just like, I don't know, common sense. Where, and it wasn't the fact like when she left her daughter there, it was like that the girl was doing it right in front of her. And when her mom was finding her phone, the grandmother there, she was talking to me about a lot of the like thing, like vintage things that she had in her cabinet. I was like, oh, wow, that's great. But although I'm trying to pay attention to this person, because I, like I said, I love the connection. But all the while I'm sitting here looking at this little kid, like, please don't pull you in the crystals off. Sure shit. I have this one, Lapis Lazul, beautiful moon and stars crystal. That's one of the big 26 ounce ones. So when I sell these, it's like my big seller. It's one of the like, yes moments because I have burns on my hands. And remember that blister that I got, the splinter gate or whatever? That's what I'm doing with these. That's how I got it. You know, blood, sweat, and tears, right? Uh, I watch her put her hands on it like in slow-mo. Because honestly, if I'd seen her do it, I would have like been like, eh, eh, eh. She literally takes it and spins it. And I just see the wax spread and smush. And I'm like, <gasps> I was like, oh, no, baby, don't touch that. And she's like, sorry. Oh. Uh. I, uh, I look down, this little girl's got a Louis Vuitton purse and you know, I can spot a real or a fake one. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not judging anybody's parenting or what they do and don't kid give their kids, but it makes me beg this question of like, do you understand how hard I work to make that? And that this is the thing that right now is making it possible for me not to have it to dip into my savings until this podcast takes off and I get some more advertisers, little girl. I know that sounds really mean. And I didn't say that, but of course I said that in my head because I don't know. I just feel like there should be some sort of etiquette in that way because I won't even take my son Malin into certain stores. Cause I'm like, that's just a tornado. That's just a natural disaster waiting to happen. And I ain't got that kind of insurance. So please y'all like just be cognizant when you're at these, if you go to these pop-ups or farmer's markets or whatever, like you have to be, it's not like it's Walmart. It's not like it's TJ Maxx or Home Goods where if you drop something and they're like, no, 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 it's fine. We'll clean it up. Like if you drop something or you break something or even just dismantle something for that day to where they can fix it, you're costing that person money. They're in, your children are too. And look, I'm a mom. So I understand you can't always watch them every 15 seconds. However, this little girl wasn't a toddler. This little girl wasn't like, you know, two more years, she's going to be a tween. I just, I digress. But I'm hoping it's going to be a good one this weekend. And I'm going to put the link to where I will be from 8 a.m. Um, to 1 p.m. on Saturday if you guys want to come out. Because I know a lot of you guys were like, you didn't tell me about the last one. And I was like, well, I kind of put it out there on social, but I guess I didn't do it enough. So I'm trying to be better about that. Um, yeah. So I'm very excited. On to Scandaval. Oh, my God. And I tried to give you guys a little bit of rant ahead of this as just a little bit of extra flavor to this podcast because I know not everybody li like listens to the podcast about Bravo, watches Bravo, but I started talking about the story, A, because I've always wanted to talk about Bravo, never got to on my old show because it was like, you know, nobody else on that show was into it. But I'm like, well, it's kind of like the biggest thing in the freaking media now. So, hey, anyway, 
I like talking about it and I like to do it in a way that you guys can relate it to regular life. You guys have heard the skin of all thing by now, so I'm going to try and not give a whole synopsis on that. But we are now on to the second episode of the reunion special where things are starting to get hot. I have so many thoughts. And I also have thoughts on the uncensored versions that are on Peacock. You know, I had to bar, like, bargain with my husband to get Peacock when we were trying to like reduce some bills. Because I'm like, no, no, I need that. But we also have YouTube TV where it's like literally a third of the price of regular cable. You should look into it because you can also get internet through it. Um, but they had the uncensored version and they, oh my God, there's so much more shit there. Get to that in a second. So this part of the reunion, we... It's everybody basically like, you know, going after Tom again, but they go a little bit into Lala and her breakup with Randall Emmett. And if you guys haven't seen that Hulu documentary on the, you know, Randall gate, I forget what they called it. What was it? Randall, random, not Randall, (laughs) the Randall scandal. That's what it was called. It's good. And I'm just ingratiated in all of this drama, but we forget that this drama was actually Lala's life. And they were kind of going into how when Lala met Randall, she was 21, two, three, early 20s. You know, she admits that she met him, screwed him the first night they hung out, and the next day she, they, she got a car, and she makes zero bones about it. She had zero shame about it. I didn't care. You know what I mean? If that's how you want to do it, do it. Whatever. I have made money showing my tits, and not like that. I was a Hooters girl. I did bathing suit contests and made money. I did a couple of, you know, amateur stripper contests. I kept both my tops and bottoms on because you weren't allowed to do that in Tampa. Not that I would have taken them off, but I, hey, putting it full well out there in my early twenties, I did some crazy shit. So I am not one to judge. And I have zero regrets, zero regrets. Didn't screw anybody for money. You know, nobody touched me, whatever. I don't, I'm not putting on like, you know, my angel hat here and judging, but it seemed like Sandoval wanted so bad to deflect all the drama from him and kind of like overly make himself like just very expressive when they were talking about Lala's stuff. And, you know, you expect that from him. But then she talked about how she was almost five years sober. And I'm like, ooh, yeah, girl, because I have given up booze for almost five years as well. And, you know, it's an incredible journey. It's really something to be proud of. So he kind of couldn't really go there with any of that. But I forget why they said it and what they were saying. But he literally said to her at one point, and Lala didn't hear it in the moment, but she heard it when she watched it back. And then obviously people are going off on it about t- on Twitter that his clap back to her at one point was like, yeah, whatever, you know, talking about her daughter ocean saying, yeah, you ripped your IUD out the moment you saw Stassi was pregnant. Like basically she had to catch up with the storyline. And I was like, Oh my God, you motherfucker. If you had ever said something like that to me about my, and who cares side note about when and why she got pregnant. She's got a beautiful daughter. She's a single mom. She's going through a custody battle. She's got her own business. She's doing the damn thing by herself. No matter what her mistakes were before, I'm not crucifying her for whatever she did or didn't do, whether Randall was married or not. I don't know. I wasn't there, but for him to try and say anything about anybody right now is like, you fucking scumbag. You don't go there with people's kids. You just don't do that. But this just kind of gives another window into no matter how many crocodile tears he's trying to produce for this Bravo soundstage, he's a piece of shit. Cause you just don't say that. You just don't say that. And he's really good at playing the victim, which sucks because I've got a couple of people watching this now that weren't watching it before. And it's funny some of my close friends are like, you know, play by play. Tell what the hell? How did this happen? And talking about Jax and Brittany and Kristen from back in the day. And blah, 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 blah. 
it's actually really fun to like relive it through their eyes. It's like, oh, you're like a little about like a Vanderpump baby. You know, <laughs> it's like a, when a kid see bubbles for the first time, it's like, oh my God, Tom Sandoval was so nice. Type, It's funny. Um, but it's just for him to be so damn self-righteous is freaking crazy pants. So in this scene too, like when they break for lunch or whatever, he goes off to Raquel's trailer. He's not sitting with anybody else because obviously none of them want to deal with him. And he's like, oh, hey, good to see you. How are you? You look good. It's the most awkward. Any conversations with them on camera are so awkward now because you know they want to say more. So Raquel had to be in her trailer because she has to be 100 feet or 100 yards away from Sheena, who she at that point had a restraining order because supposedly Sheena punched her. But Sheena's like, I have these nails and I can't make a fist, which I believe her because those nails are way too long. There's no way she'd snap her finger off. Did she slap her? Did she push her? I don't know. But that's why like Raquel wasn't in the whole reunion with everybody else. She was watching it on TV. And when Sandoval comes in, he's like, yeah, they're trying to make it seem like you're a pathological liar and blah, 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 blah. And she questions him about something that was said in the reunion because Sheena tried to say, or she did say, you know, Sandoval was bullshit because at a certain point when she was talking to Ariana, like a couple months before they broke up, that they were very intimate. Sandoval's trying to say they didn't have any kind of sex for two years, that they were happy, they were communicating, and everything was okay. Well, Raquel's watching this, squinching her eyes, going, what the fuck? Which, uh, girl, you get it, you, you, you know, you lose them how you get them. You think he cheated on the two girlfriends before you? One was six years, one was nine, and you're the new fish in town, and she did... Pfft. And it can't happen to you, girl. Okay. Um, but she's like, I don't like how, like, it's just, you know, it's being portrayed. Like, I only know what you say to me, but, like, it's being, like, portrayed. Like, you know, you guys were in, like, a happy relationship. And, like, she, like, had no idea, like, because you weren't breaking up with her. And his response was so fucking weird. He's just like, well, you know, that was, like, when, like, when, um, like, Ariana, like, and, um, like, like that man, I need to take the word like out of his vocabulary because it's just, he uses it 17 times a sentence. But he's like, oh, well, you know, at one point Ariana will like, one minute she'll say that like I, I dress weird, I have really bad fashion, but then that's the point when she was like, you know, you, you, you're so into fashion and you're so great. And then he just kind of like skips over it and the conversation just kind of moves on and Raquel just allows it to happen. I'm like, you dumb Bambi-eyed bitch. Do you not see? He was playing both of you. It's like Ariana's been tooting along the whole time. He liked the double life. He liked the idea of the security of Ariana and the way that it made him look in the public and having this new little side chick and this exciting venture because he turned 40 and he didn't want to be miserable and blah, 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 blah. And he has a house and an image and all that shit. How are you not seeing this, boo? Like, yeah, okay, you might have cemented yourself in the Bravo, Bravo universe, but I mean, how fleeting is that? Do you think that Jack's the quote unquote number one guy in this group? It didn't happen to him. He got booted off. Rumor that he's coming back. We'll get back to that in a second. I just, I wanted to smack her. But then again, I'm kind of like, y'all deserve each other. You deserve everything that you got. And I'm not saying all of the, you know, death threats she's been getting and all that ridiculousness. That's stupid. That's going too far. But like I said before in a different podcast, like if you do this and you have zero regard for anyone else's home, emotional security, you know, financial security, life, life partner, whatever, like you deserve the backlash that you get. And I'm not talking about the death. I'm just saying you deserve to deal with your consequences. And that was another thing when she's talking to Andy, because in this reunion, they did it a little differently where Andy had little conversations with them alone first, because I guess this is 
such a big deal in the Bravo verse that it rocked all of the Bravo history, you know, reality TV. Blah, blah, blah. He asked Raquel, like, did you think somewhere in here that you and Ariana were going to be cool at some point, like after you did this to her? And she's like, yeah, I mean, I guess I just like was in my own universe. And she just has this weird like smile on her face. And I'm just like, I just, there's something loose there. And Lala caught that a while ago because she was calling her dumb. I'm not calling her dumb except for this cheating shit. She's a dumb bitch there. I'm not saying her, whatever. I wasn't calling her dumb as a dig before she did something really dumb. But she just has weird reactions to things. And I know there are those stories out there because she reacted to Rob Derrick, I think his name is. His wife came out very bravely saying that she is on the spectrum. And she just got that diagnosis and she's dealing with it. And Raquel Rachel commented underneath, yes, you know, I feel your girl, understand you, da, 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 da. So if that's the case, I am not opening a can of worms to try to say any symptoms of anything of being on the spectrum are what she is and excusable and all that. But it would make a little bit of different sense of her reactions socially to things. Again, I am not a doctor. I know zero about all of that. So if I offended with that, I apologize. It's not that. But that's what other people are saying in the media. And again, I don't, I probably shouldn't even brought that up. But when I mentioned the facial expressions, a few people have said that are experts, not me, that that could be why she gives, you know, the wrong facial expression to a moment. But moving on, she basically just doesn't, it seems like she doesn't give a shit. She's so calm. And when she's giving her answers, it's very pageant-like. And she's like, well, Andy, you know, I'm scared, but I'm here today because I know that I need to be responsible for my actions and be accountable. And that's why I'm here today. Like rehearsed much, which is funny because Ariana sitting there telling that man, you used to coach me in reunions and now you're coaching her. So they had an argument about that on the uncensored version on Peacock that Ariana saying, you know, you coached me to say, whenever you're on the reunion with someone and somebody's saying something bad about you, you just talk over them and don't let them finish their sentence. And he's like, that was your tactic. That was your tactic. And she's like, no boo, that was yours. And then under his breath at some point, he calls her a motherfucker. And Lisa points it out and goes, did you just call her a motherfucker? And he just looks at her like, yeah, uh whatever. Yeah, I did. No, sir. You just blew up this woman's life that she gave to you and wrapped around you. And you were together for nine years and bought a house together and had, you know, deaths and experiences and every, basically a lot of the things that married couples do. You had a life together. That wasn't just your freaking girlfriend, you twat. And you're calling her a motherfucker. Like, oh my God. I just, ugh, I can't stand him. Going back to the scene with him and Raquel, they're very weird, and she's like saying, oh, you know, I'm scared. And he's like, you know, Ariana's going to rip you apart. Huh, rightfully so. And she's like, yeah, I'm scared. And he's like, I believe in you. Like, this weird blanket, like, wanting to seem like the good guy, but knows that that makes him look like shit because of what he just did. So then they're leaving, and he's like, I want a break from filming, like, freaking out. And basically the producer's like, you can have a break, go to lunch, da, da, da. But if you guys are going to be together, there's going to be cameras because we know what you're doing. You want a conversation off camera, i.e. you want to be able to coach her before she goes out there and tell her what to say. Make sure the timelines are correct. Da, 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 da. Speaking of timelines, 
when she, Rachel Raquel, was having her one-on-one with Andy, he asked her about the timelines because Ariana, when she first found out about it, called her and said, you know, tell me the truth. When did this happen? Blah, 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 blah. She even said, well, I didn't want to say anything to her at first because, you know, Tom and I were going to tell her, but, you know, we wanted to get like our story straight. ah, Did you just say that on camera? What the fuck? Okay. So Andy's looking at her like cross-eyed and I love his facial expressions, but he basically said, oh, okay. He was trying to help the poor girl out. Like, oh, I see. Like you, there was more to it than you were telling everyone because, and she's like, well, we like didn't want to hurt her. So that therein goes to this whole explosive bombshell that's going to go down on the third and final part of the reunion, which I doubt it'll be final, but there'll be like outtakes and shit like that. Cause I don't ever watch the ones that are like stuff you haven't seen before. Cause it's like one or two things you haven't seen before. And I'm like, no, I don't, I don't need to watch it over for that. But there's supposed to be something so explosive that made Bravo shut down filming, shut down negotiations for contracts. Somebody might be leaving the show. There's been a lot of rumors that Raquel's pregnant cause she's been basically hiding out at her family's house in another state. There's been rumors that Jax is coming back to the show because he's been all over the situation and he has been tweeting like big news coming up, which he does that all the time though. And sometimes that news never comes up. And then there's news that like Kristen would be coming back, which, you know, might make some people not want to film because ex-boyfriends, but they're all exes. It doesn't matter. Um, But there's also a rumor that the timeline is going to come out that they were together while she was engaged to James Kennedy. I think that's what it's going to be. Because if they're saying, well, we didn't want to hurt her, and then there's all of these photos of them together that seems super close and like that would that was when she was back with him, with James Kennedy. And she like abruptly broke up with James Kennedy, you know, because she'd put up with so much of his shit for so many years. And it was also sort of weird that like, Sandoval paid basically for their engagement, like 15 grand for that road, Rachella, or what you call it, Rochella, like Roach, um, or Ratchella, one of the two. I don't know. I'm being mean. Anyway, but it was just very strange. And you watch back to this one scene that everybody's playing on TikTok where James is worried that Raquel is cheating on him. And Tom is like, dude, you got to trust your girl. You got to blah, 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 blah. Like, and that was that was his boy, like brothers, as James says, like he wasn't super close with Raquel at that point, I don't think, or, or was he? And he's like, you know, she's not going to betray you. And he looks at me and goes, I'm not going to betray you either, which is so random to say. Nobody asked about you betraying anybody. What are you talking about, friend? So red flag. Well, everybody thinks that they were dating or fucking for a long time. And the thing that makes me think this is when we were in the reunions and they're all yelling at Tom and Andy tried to ask this question like four times of, you know, why didn't you just tell Ariana after it happened? What happened? Why did you drag this out so long? And he kept trying to ask that question and, you know, got derailed. And she was like, I want him to answer this question. And then when they were talking in their little powwow in front of the cameras before they got to go off camera, like he was saying oh, well, you know, this just seems like such backlash and maybe we should have done this sooner. And she's like, yeah, thank. So I am almost positive they've been fucking around for a while. And that was the reason why she left James Kennedy for Tom. 
for somebody who she thought was better, more into the show, more money, more whatever it is. This cosmic connection they keep saying. All of that shit. Because I'm sorry. I don't think you go that long. And you can, don't get me wrong, but you go that long, you go five years with somebody going up against everyone with him. You get the engagement. He's been sober for two years. He's finally trying to be your rock. And now all of a sudden you're just done out of nowhere. Like nobody could tell you boo about him before. But now all of a sudden it's just over. It was very abrupt and weird and everybody was shocked. Hmm. You know, like they're talking about, I don't know. They did. You can't see if they're close or not or how they act because of the fact they're so awkward on camera together. But there, there's something smelly there. There's something wrong there. And I can't wait for the final one. Like, do I hope that Bre- like Jax comes back to the show? I mean, he's an asshole, but he does make for good TV. So maybe it could use some freshening. Like, I think that it's time that the show do like the moving on part of it where they're talking, you know, into the babies and the kids and the homeowning because there's really only one single one and that's Charlie and she's not even like a principal quote cast member. They're all wifeyed up and housed up and all that. So, I mean, why not? Let's do a golden girls version of Vanderpump rules. (laughs) But if I don't know, like I think Raquel is a very lost individual. I don't have empathy for sure what she did like at all. And the way that she's acting now, because she rolls her eyes at everything and I haven't even seen the final episode yet, but even in this episode where Andy gives Sheena the papers that say that her attorney is trying to retract the restraining order and Sheena's crying and saying that she's had a breakdown about it and like the court system sucks. Like it's a lot of mundane, crazy shit. And when you have a toddler and you have businesses and stuff like that, you ain't got to fucking time for that, especially for something you didn't do. And so she gives her the paperwork during that show that she is, you know, dropping it and Sheena starts crying and this rush of emotion and then Ariana starts crying like because she feels guilty like Ariana's trying so hard not to like bust out with the ugly cry and you can see on her face that she feels so bad that her friend had to go through all of this because of her ex-boyfriend or her ex-boyfriend's bitch now but it's weird because why well as she's watching this she's just kind of like oh Raquel I mean well, I think I maybe I should have like given her like a personal note or something. And I'm just like, you, what? The way you just said that was so nonchalant and so blase fair that I'm like, girl, what is wrong with your emotion receptors? Is it what? Wow. My God. Like, there's not really anything nice I can say. So I'm going to leave it there. Just damn. And I just feel like that was all for show. Like whoever is pulling your marionette strings is pulling them the wrong way, boo. Because I don't think it was her decision to do that. I bet you that was Tom's. But it's just like she seems like she just kind of goes the way of whatever man is of the moment for her. Because James basically pulled her marionette strings for years and now it's Tom. Like, uh, girl. Uh, Tom is very, like, he likes the cool girl and whatever. But I think this time he likes the cool girl that isn't as forceful as Ariana. Jax Taylor actually said that on a podcast, which I think is very true. Oh, so man, this, this, this finale, finale, finale is going to be a good one. And honestly, like it just holds up a mirror of what reality TV really is. I love it. So I can't, I'm talking about it. I watch it, but it's some shady, shady shit. You get into that. Hold on to your husbands and hold on to your friends. Cause damn, whew. you know, another TV show that I want to watch. 
Sammy Sweetheart, after 11 years, is coming back to Jersey Shore. Ronnie's, of course, not on it this time. I'm like, oh, my God. That's what I need to watch. Because we've all seen this, you know, Ron, stop. Love it. So there's my Scandival rant. We shall see what's coming next. I'm excited. I hope you guys have a really great weekend. Um, if you guys want to leave me a review, I would much appreciate you. And if you guys are coming out to the pop-up, I'm excited. I will give you a squeeze. I can't wait to see you. And like I said, I'm going to post the link to where I'm going to be at in the um, description section. You guys want to hit me up and give me any Ask Riley's. If you want to do a Show Me the Ring, I'm glad you guys enjoyed that on Wednesday. There's many more of those to come. You can hit me up at reallyreallypodcast at gmail.com. Or you can send a text to the text line at 410-604-8895. Really Riley Podcast on Instagram and TikTok at Riley Couture on TikTok. Or sorry, on Instagram, Riley Couture 7 on TikTok. House of W by Riley on TikTok. And Instagram. Lord have mercy. Those are all of the socials that will also be in the comment section. Love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. I will talk to you next week. It's really Riley.